0: guys I'm Marissa and I'm a happy-go-lucky ray of freaking sunshine and this is my podcast sun happens I'm just a gal who fell in love with positivity and personal growth even more than that I'm committed to becoming the best version of myself and empowering others to do the same join me every other Monday and let me help you shine a little brighter remember sun happens when you can't find it create it Hi friends, and welcome back to Sun Happens Podcast. Um, I think it's been like a month again, and I say this every month, and I'm legitimately only here because um, my girlfriends made me pinky promise that I would record an episode that airs tomorrow, before tomorrow, I had to record it so that it would you know be on time um and the problem is with our pinky promises uh Taylor and Patty is that when we make them if you don't do them you you have to cut off your whole finger and sometimes your hand like if the promise is that big you you have to you have to cut off your whole hand it's just it's a rule it's a it's a squad rule and um (laughs) listen I don't break squad rules okay um, so yeah I, I pinky promised and here I am. Uh, and today oh wow um, we are going to talk about toxic positivity, um, my experience with it and how it has negatively impacted me as an adult as a kid even and how it's negatively impacted my relationships. Um, so I'm just gonna start I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my history with it um i i don't know where i learned this behavior but a, a lot of the coping mechanisms that we have and and what we do um stem from childhood and things that you learned in childhood or things that you went through in childhood and it was legitimately the way that you survived um and at some point you get to a place in your life when you no longer need that survival method anymore because you're an adult. And I don't say that in a derogatory way. I say that in a way of you now have the mindset um, and the emotional intelligence to process hard things. um, And you don't have to protect yourself from the hard feelings or the pain anymore. Um, But as a kid, You needed that. You needed that mechanism because it protected you and it made you feel safe. And um, so whatever it is, for me, it was a lot of toxic positivity for you. It might be being super aggressive or super hostile or have your guard up a lot, whatever it is. I just want you to know that you're safe now. You know what I mean? You're safe to feel, you're safe to heal and you're safe to process the things that happen to you in a healthy way you know and um so just to give you some of the background on my life and I feel like there's parts of this that are getting really loud so I I apologize if it just like screams at you from time to time but um so oh oh there's my dog just just hey Thatcher so we're just gonna record with the door open it's fine hey buddy I know I missed you too um so my history with it is my, one of my earliest memories is me being in kindergarten at um, whatever my elementary school, right? And hey, Thatcher, buddy, you think you could lay down? Cause, cause you're being kind of loud. I mean, I'm sure the podcast loves to hear you breathing, though. I love that for us. Okay, so, anyways, one of my earliest memories is I was in kindergarten. I was running around the playground, and I fell down and I scraped my knee. And I started to cry and I went over to the teacher and I told them that I scraped my knee and I stopped crying and I started laughing or smiling. I, I can't really remember. But what I do remember was the response from that adult in that formative time of my life, right? Because I don't know, those ages, those developmental ages, they form so much of your life and who you become. And the response was like, wow, look at you being so strong good job like i was praised for not crying when i was hurt you know and i felt so good about that i remember leaving and being like wow i i just got rewarded for not crying when i should have been crying so first message to me that i remember of pretending to be fine when i was not fine um and then uh at some point my granddaddy um love him i miss him so much he died in third grade from a brain tumor and um we were at our apartment me my my mom my dad and my brother and when we got the call that um, he had passed away and my heart was so broken um god i'm so sad for younger me i'm gonna be honest i'm so sad For the version of me that didn't feel safe enough to feel my emotions and actually be sad, you know? Um, but so we get the call that my granddaddy's passed away and my dad is upset, my brother is crying, my mom is crying, and I remember sitting there in third grade, what are you, ten in third grade, and thinking, I can't cry. I can't cry because I have to be strong for my mom and my dad and my brother, and it was like I don't know, maybe it was the hero complex at third grade, maybe it was because I felt like I had to be the nurturer or the caretaker because maybe I didn't feel nurtured or maybe because other people in my family didn't seem to know how to manage their emotions well, so subconsciously I felt like I had to manage all of their emotions and my emotions. I don't know what it was, but what I can tell you is that that's not a normal response for a third grader. Um, so what had to happen to me in my life that made me feel like I had to nurture everyone else and pretend to be fine when I was dying inside, you know? Um, because I'm sad now. I'm sad that I didn't properly mourn that loss and that I smiled and laughed and made jokes and, Um, tried to make everyone else feel better when desperately I needed I needed to be cared for you know like I needed to um so anyways just another example of a time in my life at a very developmental formative age where I didn't feel that I was safe to feel what I was feeling um and then as I you know grew up throughout middle school and high school and anything like that, when, when bad things would happen to me, um, I don't know, I would just stay strong, and I felt like, because I was so positive, I got praised for my positivity, like, wow, you're so positive, wow, you're so happy, I wish I could be like you, how do you do it, like, what drug are you taking, I wish I could take that, and I'm like, I'm just happy all the time, this is great, you know, whatever for what it's worth. I'm fine. Ha, ha And I thought that people viewed me as strong and I thought that people valued me for it. And then I started to believe that I provided no value. Um, if I wasn't happy and whole and had my life tied up in a pretty little bow all the time. And the problem with acting like your life, it, is fine all the time is that you become a liar and I'm saying liar and it's a strong term because it's the truth because when you shove down what you're actually feeling and you say I'm good when you're not good you are lying and not only are you lying to yourself but you're lying to others and then you are manipulating others to get the response that you want um, and that might sound like a lot and maybe you feel attacked right now. Um, but you know, I, I've i been a liar for 29 years um, and I don't want to lie anymore and I don't want to pretend to be good when I'm not. I don't want to accept less than I deserve and think that I'm fine. I don't want to see um, through rose-colored glasses. I want to see the world for what it is. And I want to have gratitude for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I want to allow myself to feel. Um, the other bad thing about about not being able to feel what you feel, right? You're avoiding this negativity. So you're reframing. You're making it into something positive, right? Toxic pos- positivity. Um, you don't allow yourself to heal when you do that. And so, um, you know, I have things that I shoved so deep um, that I never healed from that sat in me for 29 years, you guys, or less, maybe a little less than 29 years, whatever. Um, And I had no idea. And it was affecting the way I looked at the world. It was affecting the way that I looked at relationships. It was affecting the way that I acted in relationships. Um, It affected the way... I chose relationships, right? It's like somebody could do something hurtful or harmful to me and I would say, oh, <laughs> well, it's not that bad. Or I would literally ignore it and avoid it to the point where I wasn't even conscious of how, how angry I was or how hurt I was. Um, and so those things sat in me and I couldn't heal. And because I couldn't heal, that pain that I shoved down was at the control seat of my life, you know? And unfortunately, um, I don't want to be controlled by some subconscious negative belief. And the negative belief was that I was not allowed to be authentic, that I had to be happy all the time, um, for everybody else, whatever that reason was. Um, So I became this toxic, positive person and it was so disgenuine and it was so inauthentic. And you know what? People knew it. People saw it and people could feel it. Um, Would they tell me to their face, to my face? No. If I had a deep conversation with someone later, would they tell me? Yeah. Yeah, they would. Um, And... I don't know. I honestly don't know where I was going with that you guys, I'm going to be honest, but um I couldn't heal because I refused to feel and I just got to a point in my life where I didn't want to be controlled by that negative belief anymore, right? So back to that negative belief. Um I don't know if you guys listen to the Life Coach School podcast by Brooke Castillo. Um but she's like my all-time favorite person in the whole world. She is a boss babe. Like she makes millions, um, and that's not even what makes her a boss babe. It's the quality of her content. It's her emotional intelligence. It's her compassion. It's her empathy. It's her authenticity. It's um, it's it's all of it. But her model and what she teaches, and and something that I now live by. Um, is that thoughts determine feelings and feelings determine behavior. Um, so that's where I'm, I'm going to. And and right now I'm seeing it in the, I'm, I'm speaking to it in the form of toxic positivity. So, um, thoughts, feelings, behavior. So the thought was I wasn't allowed to be authentic. I had to be happy all the time. Okay. So because I thought that I would shove down my feelings because I would shove down my feelings, I would, um, say things and reframe things and be positive to other people when I really shouldn't have been, right? Like you've all heard it before when something hard happens. Oh, everything happens for a reason. Oh, it's going to be okay. Oh, you always have to see the silver lining. Um, but you know what? Sometimes there's not a silver lining. Sometimes there isn't a reason for things happen. Sometimes shitty, bad things just happen and you're allowed to be sad about it. But because I was not comfortable with feeling my own emotions, I was not comfortable with sitting, um, in other people's emotions either. So when people were mad, sad, angry, whatever it is around me, I didn't know how to take it. And so I would make jokes and laugh and tell everyone, Oh, it'll be okay. Everything happens for a reason. Um, And I'm sorry, but I now know, after having been through a thing or two, that those aren't helpful things. And actually, um, what people need most when they're going through something hard is just for someone to hold space for them, to allow them to be sad, to allow them to not be okay. Hold on, I've got to shut this door because my dogs are whining. One second. back um, and I totally lost my train of thought you guys yeah 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 oh so what people need hold on okay sorry I had to pause because my dogs were whining and whatever and Patty just walked in the house and now I'm pretty sure she's yelling at the dogs because they're so annoying sometimes okay but yeah so anyways Back to um, being able to, being able to be comfortable with other people is all people need when they're going through something hard is empathy and compassion and for you to hold space for them and um, that can look like anything. Sometimes that means they want to be distracted. Um, sometimes that means they want to laugh. Sometimes that means they want to cry. And they want you to just sit with them, and you don't even have to talk about it. And I'm doing a podcast. Oh, shit. Oh, it's okay, because now you're just gonna be on. It. <laughs> um. I know it's fine. <laughs> you guys, that was Patty. She was outside the door whispering, "It's fine." Um. So, anyways, the mindset of. Long story short, and I I really should have taken some notes down for this, um, but I figured I've I've had an entire life of toxic positivity, so this would come really easy to me. (laughs) I guess not so much. Um, Is that, I don't know. I just don't want to be a liar anymore. I don't want to be inauthentic. I want to be comfortable with my feelings. I want to be compassionate with myself. I want to have grace for myself. I want to have grace for others and I want to be able to sit with other people when they need me and not try to get them out of their feelings because I'm unable to handle or cope with it and me talking to me and probably to all of you, I don't need that survival mechanism anymore. Does sun happen? Yeah, it does. Um, But you know what? Shit happens too. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. I can't even explain to you how many times I've been able to kind of just like sit in my feelings recently and just like feel things I've never allowed myself to feel before. Um, so much. And so I'm learning and there are times when my my instinct and what i've practiced my whole life comes to the surface where it's like oh no you're fine <laughs> nope don't let anyone know that you're sad right now but you know i'd rather be real i'd rather be real and i'd rather say you can you can have the real version of me or you can have nothing um but the people pleasing, the pretending to be fine and the the manipulating people so that they like me more or they think I'm happy or they think my life is good is over and i'm not okay a lot of the time and i'm going through a lot to which i will update you guys soon but i'm okay i'm actually i'm okay i feel like i'm healing um there are parts of me that have been here forever that are dying and I'm feeling them die like like the part of me, you know, the inner child that just wants to be so positive in a toxic way, the one who wants to say it's fine, everything's fine, no, nobody has to worry, you know, um, but that's it. Healing is flipping hard because it's like death and you're grieving parts of you that you have allowed to live here that you've gotten to know for 29 30 maybe 50 maybe 60 years you know but no more it stops it stops right here so whatever it is for you you know a big one for me was the toxic positivity but what is the survival mechanism that you needed as a child to make you feel safe and to get you through that you no longer need anymore What is that thing that is no longer serving you because you're safe and you have the tool set and you have the skills to manage and process these emotions in a way, in a healthy way so that you can heal and move on and thrive in your life and then be in the control seat of your life and to take your life back, you know? And I don't know, that gives me hope. Um, this is just one of them. I've got many things that I am healing from and dying to and growing from. So I don't know. I was in a lot of places. I went all over the place with that podcast. My dogs interrupted a couple of times. Patty interrupted. I, th- I feel like we had a good time if I'm being, re- I just, um, yeah, but yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a good place honestly, really authentically. I'm about to freaking go out into my house, cuddle with my doggies, eat dinner with my friends, and put up some curtains. Ah, what it is to be alive. So yeah, and remember, sun happens. When you can't find it, create it. Okay, bye.